Nothing. It's a card from my dad. What is it? Wait. Dear son, happy Festivus. What is Festivus? It's nothing. It's nothing. When George was growing Jerry, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. All right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, Jerry, no. stop it. That weren't their feats of strength that always ended up with you crying? I'm going to work. Buffalo, New York. Enough with the shark girl already. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, downs, lefts, rights, and pee-pee-soaked heck holes of the Buffalo music scene. I'm Ryan Garnett, and Christmas is here! I'm Will. Are you asking for some listeners for Christmas? Oh, no. On this episode of The Struggle is Real, we have part two of our interview with Flower House Studios owner and On the Center frontman guitarist, Jason Wright. We talk tour stories, house shows, and some of their upcoming concerts. We also talk about a busy couple of weeks in local concerts, talk about the concerts leading up to the end of the year, and play music from Ian McEwen, Philip Stephen, on the Cinder, Shambles, Ombre Monroe. But first, um, I have some big news. Big news. Um, Struggling Productions is now going to be partnering with Yace Booking. That was not the sound effect. I'll come out of that. Okay, well, that's okay. Hang on, one, one more time. One more time. Hey! So, we're going to be partnering with uh, Yace Booking. We are going to be uh, co-booking Milky's now. So, um, I'm kind of splitting the work with uh, Mac from Yace Booking, who works over there. Uh, we're, you know, very specifically looking at Fridays and Saturdays, but um, if people are interested in Sunday night shows or Monday night stuff, if you can get some people in the door, um, reach out, give us a call, and talk to us. I'm really excited about this. Um, this time a year ago, I was doing one or two shows a month, barely at a hole in the wall t-shirt store where I could get about nine people. And now I'm doing upwards of like half a dozen shows a month. So I'm really excited about it. And it really, it gives me an opportunity to work with more, more of you. So, uh, that, that, that makes me excited. So yeah, so jump on, uh, we're going to be doing that. I'm really excited about that. I didn't realize this before when I was looking at it, Will. Yes, booking is actually, they came out of Buffablog. Oh yeah? I don't know if you were aware of that. Yeah, I was looking no, it I up online. 20, in 2015, Yes, in, in kind of an attempt to, I mean, I'm, honestly, it kind of rolled out the same way it rolled out with, with me and doing shows. So, where they were just bringing you local artists and news and all sorts of stuff like that, and then it eventually just turned into, we're going to put some shows together so um, so what does this mean for you is this more responsibility or less responsibility now this is more responsibility definitely so um and but uh, one of the things i really like about it is now that i'm sort of an employee of yace and milkies it means that for all, all the shows i book at milkies that i'm struggling productions where i don't have to pay for the promotion 
bands can get 100% of the door, which I'm super excited about. And um, I'm going to be working with Milky's hopefully over the next month or two. Um, and we're going to get their sound system fixed up. And I think we can make some really great things happen there. And, yeah, man, we're, we're doing stuff. Things are changing. They're getting better. Come and join us. Um, yeah. Good. Sounds good. So what can you tell me about Ian McEwen's new album? Um, we're going to talk about uh, his uh, his release party, which was uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Ian McCune is... I, I, I hate using, like, the kind of, like, superlatives with it. Like, for me, On the Cinder is, like, Buffalo Rancid. Okay. And for me, Ian McEwen is Buffalo Elliot Smith. I he, see. Um, his... It's these really, like, pretty-sounding classical guitar-playing songs where he's, like, they're very sad, and he's also kind of pondering, like, the great questions of life. And uh, this is uh, the third part. Um, I don't have the name of the album in front of me. Um, it's a, a, a three-album kind of set he did. It's taken him six years to put it out. Um, I know he's really, really proud of what he's done. Um, I don't have the name of the track yet. Ian is actually in the process of sending it to me um, as we as we speak. So I don't have the name of it, but it's all beautiful. So here's to me and McCune here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. Right. 
And we are back on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. That was Ian McEwen, and um, I'm sure you're feeling pleasant and a little melancholy, but you're just you're a little more relaxed now. I would I've even told Ian this to his face. I would I, I want him to like sit beside my bed and like play me to sleep at night. Why that's just serenade you? Yes, that's just how I, I it's it's so pretty. Like it's amazing. And even if he didn't sing a word at all, his guitar playing is, is amazing. He's, there you go. he's a great guitarist. So on October October geez October on November twenty second, I went to Duende where I saw Ian McEwen's release show. Um it was all very sparse acoustic y kind of performances. Um uh Safi from Leda played a set, followed by uh Stress Dolls and then Carmen Lizzie and Ian McCune and that might be the best show I've been to all year. Wow. It was it was fantastic. It was um it was up in Dwen have you been to Dwende, Will? No, I haven't. Where is it? Um it is it's down by Silo City. Like yeah. you have to go down a road that you look like you have no business driving down to get there and um people have probably been murdered back there. Nice. But not anymore. Um you, you walk in and they've kinda got a hipster bar on the first floor. There's not a big food selection, but uh the drink selection's pretty awesome. I keep saying awesome this episode. <laughs> um, and then if you kind of go back into the right, there's a cantina, and uh, they seem uh, they do shows there in the summer. Um, on the night we went there, there was a show. We were in a show in a different part of the building, and then they had, like, a dance party that started around 11 or 12. And then um, when you walk in, if you go to the left, there's a staircase that goes upwards, and um, they haven't – I don't know what they're doing upstairs. There's a whole area of their upstairs that's kind of like hmm. – uh, they're having, they're constructing things there, so we don't. I don't know what's going on there, but the half they have open is just like a big loft warehouse space. Okay, and so it sounds like it's going to be kind of like a like a six five eight kind of place. I'm not familiar. That was a place that used to be open over on um, Main Street, I believe, right across okay. from like um, like where Tom Ballroom is, and it was like a like a. Oh no! You know what? I'm, I'm thinking six five eight. It's Sapphire Lounge. Jimmer Sapphire Lounge. Oh, that was a place no, that had, no. had like a. It was like a bar, a dance club, and a rock venue, all in one place. And it was just each hmm. room was just its own set of fire doors that kept the sound out from the next room. Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't great, but um, which kind of reminds me of that. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. And uh, Kevin Kane does the booking there. Um, I've heard really good things about the shows he likes putting together there. And and then the upstairs space, it's just it's sparse. They've got kind of chairs all along the walls. Uh, they've got a not decent sized PA, nothing too crazy. And um, it's it's rare you can go to a, a a music show where people are just like quiet and respectful, and you can kind of hear everything that happens. And uh, yeah, it was a beautiful show. Everyone was great. Um, Carmen and Lizzie are just. They're unreal in the way they their voices work together. It seems like they're cheating. Like, they have to be doing, like, they're taking, like, performance-enhancing drugs. And um, I've already talked about how great Ian is and uh, Chelsea from Stress Dolls. Um, uh, there's just so much em- emotion that she gets across in her music. I think it's, I think it's lovely. And then on November 23rd, we had our sad boy night uh, at the hostel. Um, we had Day to Day, Philip Steven, Astrabula, Passed Out, and Over and Out. Um, Over and Out was great. You can always know what to expect with them. They're, they're, they're very consistent, and it's a really good show. Um, I haven't done sound for a violin player in quite some time, and oh my goodness, she keeps you busy on the mixing board. Between that and her vocals. Um, 
and uh, passed out. I've seen them three times. That was that was the best show they've ever played that I've seen. Um, yeah, they 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 over and out might have been a little loud for the room, but like passed out played to the room perfect, and they they had everyone's attention. And when they kind of got to the quiet parts of the song, like it was just a hush on the crowd, and I just. That feels kind of magical sometimes when, you know, the music gets real quiet and you're just... Like, I literally wanted to point out to the guy next to me, like, look how quiet it is. Mm -hmm. But then I would have been the guy ruining the silence. But that's, like, how how quiet and how, how well everyone is treating it. Um, Astro Bula played a great set, as always. He actually told me that this, he thought this was the best lineup he's ever been on. Um, I got to see Philip Steven, who I had... I've never... I don't even think I really heard of him before. Um, a friend suggested him. He is... Uh, folk punk I'd go as far to say um, he sings about a lot of he sings about some depressing heavy stuff but he's got a he's got a, a really nice voice and I was pleasantly surprised by them and day to day features um, Kenny from Makeout Tactics and uh, yeah it's emo-y death cabby kind of stuff and uh, I dig him as well so that was a really cool show I think the hostel's a great venue um, I'm looking forward to doing more shows there. Nice. And um, and day to day is a newer band, or have they been? Yeah, on yeah. I think I think Kenny's been playing out for a while, but I think with Last Infringement was the first time he'd like really gotten out to play in, in quite some time, it seems. So he's kind of reestablishing himself. So Mike, so like kind of sprung from Makeout Tactics, we have Boney Tony, who's one of their guitar players, who do, does like some solo funny stuff, and then we have Kenny on the other end, who's doing um, sad, very soulful, kind of atmospheric kind of music so yeah nice yeah man I'm excited there's so much good music happening Will why don't you tell us about Handsome Jack at Mohawk Place uh night before Thanksgiving Handsome Jack played uh a show Thanksgiving show at Mohawk Place um they had a band open for them named King Buffalo um is King Buffalo local I don't know uh, actually they're from Rochester oh. so who knows they're co-opting our uh, our Buffalo culture. So but. Rochester band King Buffalo played. Um, they are definitely a psychedelic, bluesy, stonery kind of music. Um, Do they kind of have like that same '70s vibe that Handsome Jack has, or is it a little different from that? It's a little different. It's it's kind of more in like, hey, here's a jam that might go for a few minutes before the song actually starts. We <laughs> might sing. We might not. Not really sure. Um, when uh, they were playing, I mean, they were a tight band. They were mellow. Uh, they were decent. Um, once again, not my kind of thing. But um, they were definitely a good fit for Handsome Jack, uh, who got up and did their regular thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they, they're they exceptionally talented musicians. They play hard. They work the crowd. The crowd likes them a lot. Um, yes, you know yes, they absolutely. they played the kind of set that I've seen this is my second time seeing. Them. They How long did they play set. for? They played for about an hour and fifteen minutes or so, I would say. Okay, there's only the two bad. bands on that whole night, and it was their show, obviously. And you know, Mohawk doesn't care if they play till one o'clock, obviously. But um, it seemed like the same kind of set that I had seen before, um, same length, um, and um, of course, they ended with everything will be all right. Um, and uh, it was good. They brought up their horn section once again, uh, and I really think their horn section makes uh, the band even better. Oh yeah! You know, once once that horn section gets on, it seems weird that like 
you'd need to fill more sound with more sound, but it just really works for them. Well, I mean, they only function as a three-piece, and I always think that you you always kind of risk having, like, a little bit of emptiness in there from not just having that little bit of extra instrumentation, and I think the horns fills that up and then some. Yeah, and the horns know not to overtake, and they, they come in at nice, sweet spots, and it's not... Uh, overblown. Um, they also did a pretty good cover of uh, um, I Put a Spell on You with the horns, which sounded really good. And then um, I actually have one more I want to talk about. The same night that you saw that show, after we got third place and some nice uh, awards at Seinfeld Trivia. Right. At, uh, was that Black Button Distillery? Black Button Distillery. How's, Black your, button how's distillery. your ketchup, your bacon ketchup? I have not tried my... It's bacon bourbon ketchup bacon that bourbon we won. Ketchup. I have not tried that yet, nor have we tried the uh, barbecue bourbon, the bourbon barbecue sauce. We haven't yeah. tried that yet either. But yeah, so uh, we hung out for that, and then Will went to Handsome Jack. I went to Tudor Lounge. Um, I got there just in time to see Wyatt Coin play. And um, if you like folk punk and you haven't seen Wyatt Coin, go see Wyatt Coin. They're super energetic. I lucked out and got to see them with Grant from Dreadnecks playing um, Washboard, which I know he doesn't get to make every show, and uh, Sally from Over and Out. I don't know if she's been – that may have been her first performance with them, but um, it really – like, I know cowpunk is kind of like what they aim for, and I think having that, that instrumentation definitely helps fill in the spot there. And it was – I there's a really good scene going on at Tudor Lounge right now. It seems every time I go to, like – it's more punk, punk shows and louder stuff that you go there and, like, 60% of the people are from other bands, and it's just there's a lot of love in the room and there's a lot of support. And then after Why Coin went out, the Scarecrow show played. And every time I think these guys can't find a way to entertain you differently, they figured out um, – Ben, at one point, his guitar strap broke, so uh, Grant got on stage, held his bass up with one hand while Ben jammed on the bass, and he was the, the human guitar strap for a while, and Ben was in front of him and behind him and off to the sides. Um, if you go to our Facebook page um, for that evening, um, you can find a video of that, and you can also find Ben playing on top of the bar. Um, he went on the bar, he ordered a drink, he actually took a sip as he took a break in the middle of his solo, um, and as I'm leaving Tudor Lounge, like, my entire Facebook wall is just Ben playing on top of the stage. Nice. So, um, yeah, so, and, yeah, if you haven't seen Scarecrow Show, wake up. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we are gonna go to our interview with Jason Wright from On the Cinder, uh, but first, here is a track called this is a track called ooh <laughs> i guess it's it's o o o o h h h is right. that is that oh that's oh um so we'll be playing that by philip steven here on the struggle is real buffalo music podcast on all wny.com With a battle in your head thinking This paranoia is just a vibe Lost sight of the vision in your bed thinking You could find somebody better than that Ooh, such a 
welcome is negotiable. Tied your own rope, man, dug your own grave, so go make your own bed and you can die in it. Why'd you have to hang me out to dry? Still dealing with the aftermath. Why'd you have to leave me alone? I woke up in the dark feeling miserable. Why'd you have to waste my time again? Ooh, thinking every hour comes another problem. Maybe we'll grow. With the monster in your van, too You'll corroborate the alibi Lost friends and you canceled all your plans Damn, we deserve somebody better than that No way, it's not okay, stop doing this I'll face adversity, you compromise Sowed the slow seeds and you burned all of the wheat Now I smoke myself to sleep and hope I die from it Why'd you have to hang me out to dry? Still dealing with the aftermath. Why'd you have to leave me alone? I woke up in the dark feeling miserable. Why'd you have to waste my time again? Ooh, thinking every hour comes another problem. Maybe we'll grow. Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And we are back with Jason Wright of On the Cinder and 
Flower House Studios. This is the extended cut, right? This is this is uh, the next episode. Yeah, you are. We have so much shit to talk about. We get two episodes. Oh, sick. So oh, I think well. I, that doesn't happen often. I think the Animal Cannon is the only other one we did that for. Yeah, three so. episodes, I think. Oh wow. Oh god, we could have talked with. The, we could have gotten a whole season out yeah. of Animal. That guy is like the smartest guy I've ever talked to. No, well, no, no, I guess you. No, it's okay. Qualifier, <laughs> you're only the I'm second sorry. hardest guy. It's not you. I'm okay with it. And we're also joined by Alex. Oh hey. Alex is my better half. What yeah. up? I'm also like the band mom, the mom at a Noiseland arcade, you know clean moms studio. Can be like house. mean about how they reprimand you. Yeah, you sure? that's Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk fucking crazy tour stories. So, as Ooh. far as I know, so you guys had your CD release for Lamplighter, the uh, Tudor Lounge, and then at least from the posters I saw, it looked like you had kind of like a release party in like St. Catharines and another one in Montreal. Well, so uh, we did a little bit of a Canadian tour after that. Uh, so I guess the release would carry through the, the tour. Oh sure. Um, okay. And we went up to we did oh, it's like ten ish dates. We went through uh, uh, Ontario and then like Quebec. And my French is rusty, but I managed to make it through like a, like five or six dates uh, with a little bit of help, um, you know, with my very limited French. That's yeah, so fun. As long as you know how to say un bien. Could, did, could, you, did, could you sing like at least one of your songs in French? Oh, did you ever get that far? No. No, no you never. never tried that. How do you go about tour booking in places that um, are predominantly... So, yeah, that's a good question. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the French Canadian. Uh, <laughs> the people who, so if you're if you're a band from Canada or a let's say you're a promoter worth their salt, yeah. like you can't like you can't be limited to French Canada. Oh, absolutely. Like, sure. You, you got you're you really like you can be a citizen up there, and if you if you just want to go to your nine to five or whatever else, you can primarily get by speaking French, but for the most part, everybody up there does speak some English. Well, sure. I mean, as far as your band hooking up um, with. Are you associated with bands that are yeah, hometown a, there? Yeah, there's a, few, there's a few bands. We um, we played Pootsa Fest um, a couple times, and Pootsa, when, we didn't actually know what it meant the first time we played, but uh-huh. Pootsa is actually... I don't know what that means. Go uh, ahead. N- neither did the Border Crossing Guard when he uh-huh. did time. Be like, no. where are you going? That sounds um, stupid. So you guys That's know what poutine real. is, right? Oh, sure. yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, gravy and fried, delicious, really awesome. Don't forget the uh, cheese curds. Poutine oh, pizza? Wow. Tell me it's poutine no, pizza. It's poutine pizza. Poutine. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, Everything but the curds. I can't do no, the curds. But it's like normal pizza with poutine added on top of the already. Oh, so it's pizza. got like, like the red sauce yeah. and everything, too? Oh, I don't yeah. know if I like it as much, that's, though. Okay, so that's, 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 that's the big, that is the big contention. We're getting totally off topic. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so the red sauce plus gravy. Uh, everybody's like, man. Nah, 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 nah. But the, 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 it's more of the heart that counts. I do it fries and gravy on the pizza crust. The, the two most unhealthy <laughs> things that you can think of. Yeah. yeah. Into one. But anyway. It's like one of those like donut, donut, donut burgers. burgers. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> if you're drunk enough, I don't know if you're going to really care. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that is the ultimate drunk food, I think. Yeah. So there's yeah. a fest and you played it. In Montreal, there's a fest called Who's the Fest and it is an absolute blast. It is like... How did you find this initially? Uh, I guess through friends. Like we, um, we've definitely taken, as a band, we've, we've, uh, Pulled from the experience of other people we've met. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's definitely people who have been at this longer and who have done different things than we have. Can you say the people? Can you tell no, me absolutely. Um, one of our, I guess, would I'd say big brother bands, uh, the Jukebox Romantics. Um, they've been doing a little bit longer. They've been doing. It's like in drag, how you have to have a drag mom, you have to yeah, have like exactly. a punk mom. Um, <laughs> shout out to OC Forty Five for helping us in the ways that they did. 
Um, but there's like there's a, a a bunch of bands that I can say that I've taken some advice from here and there. Some kind of nightmare. Um, and we've we've pieced together our our own ideologies, mottos, and theologies be, based. Got gotcha, you all the way to Pizza Fest. Yeah, and Pizza Fest is is a really great time. Um, uh, there's you, you know there's like huge headlining acts, and it's a three day thing where like there's like a couple square miles of the city, and you basically get drunk and wander around until you find the right show. We're in Quebec. We're in Montreal. 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 Okay. Uh, and we've had so many just just uh, embarrassing episodes <laughs> that have t- taken place. Explicitly? Um, Can you tell us an embarrassing episode, please? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if your listeners may know, uh, there's a guy named Brendan Kelly. We talked about Nihilist Arby's earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you are interested, check out Nihilist Arby's, because uh, Brendan Kelly is a, a member of the Lawrence Arms, a band from Chicago's relatively well-known band. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, we had a, an episode there where Mike... Our bass player slash co-front person, um, he got really, really drunk, and it's one of his favorite artists. Um, so he got our drummer, Tyler, to write one of their song titles on his back. Nebraska was the song. Uh, except for he didn't actually sing the song. It was his, his bandmate who sang it. Um, and he pulled his shirt up to show uh, Brendan that he had written the name of his sh- song. He said, why didn't you play this song? And uh, I actually can't say what follows, even even in good conscience, even in a totally free podcast. Oh, you let us on so long. But it has the N word in it. Oh. And he said, "Why did you? Why does your back say long he can't extended say it deep?" Because it's, yeah. Um, and it's not what his back said, but this guy was playing a total joke on the, on oh. Mike. And Mike cried. Not only did he cry, he cried a lot. And he also stole several pitchers of beer and chugged them oh. from the stage and from the park. Because he thought his back said that word was his, thing? his hero had essentially died uh, in his eyes um, oh. because of what he had said to him. Oh, my like God. I'm saying, like, it was so That's why I should not, never speak to your heroes. Right. Yeah. Um, Let them live was, in her. There was times, like, the same, the same exact Pusa Fest, uh, during the Suicide Machine set, our friend had separated his shoulder, jumped, tried to stage that. I just hit the mic. Tried to stage dive, separated his shoulder, and we like spoon in bed with him with like four people. Um, it sounds know. like you guys all have a very it's close, familiar relationship. Oh yeah, it's, and it's actually disgusting. You're all um, cozy. And the same, the same oh, Pusa Fest. Uh, he out with some of oh, his yeah. guy friends. Like, oof, you guys. He, um, he fell asleep <laughs> butt ass naked, and then yeah. I, uh, I gently hung uh, one of our not so close. Well, no, that's pretty close. One of our friends' hoodies over his bare, exposed penis. Because I didn't feel like everybody else should have to see it. Oh, that, that's, that um, is the front man. That's what he does. I thought about tucking it back into his drawers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, a good friend, but I'm not a great friend. Um, no, no, no. You, you are a great friend because you didn't touch his genitals. Because right. you thought about it and that you is, said, I don't want to touch that his That is like yeah. the last thing. That's um, last resort right there. We um we get into a lot of... Uh, just, just messes. I'm not gonna lie to you. We've been a lot of messes. Some are dangerous. Some are not. We've have been threatened by people. Um, how is that? How's touring around Canada compared to the U.S.? Oh, Canadians. Any? Canadians are wonderful. Okay. I think they would be. They yeah. really are. It is an incredible level of niceness that you don't experience here. Sure. Have you ever tried to get into a different lane while you're driving, <laughs> and then the guy who's coming up behind you just blazes past you? Oh so yeah. That he doesn't have to wait for you to get in the next lane. In Canada. They actually stop and wait for you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. It's, uh, so, a grown-up question, though. As you're touring in Canada and you're claiming your 
are you saying you made money? How does that part work? Taxes. Um, so it's a lot less harsh for American bands going into Canada. Okay. We don't need working papers and stuff like that, provided we make less than, like, a very reasonable amount of money. Oh, wow. If we make less than $5,000, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, if you claim, if you walk into the border and start to claim things, you're like, I have this much merchandise and it's worth this much money, they're going to be like, all right, now we have to tax you. Right. Uh, for the most part, uh, they just look at, if you're not making enough money for them to care, it's like, you know, you go to a store and they're, like, they're not going to hound you for, like, Five dollars in tax. Sure. Um, yeah, but in Western New York, if you figure well, yeah, you're going over, is a lot more here. if it's twenty five percent more. No, I'm just saying that you could go no, over as a band ten, fifteen times, and if you're making a decent amount of money on your gigs, then you're getting into that territory. And they, I don't know. You're you're absolutely right, and and they we we've, we've been searched a lot, and we've, I, we've that, that was my next question. Yeah. Uh, Generally, if you're not making a significant amount of money, like the kind of money that like a label contracts out for you having like a fa- five thousand or more guarantee, they don't really care. Yeah, I um, actually back when I think the laws were a little more strict about about twenty years ago when the laws were more strict. Back in my day, um, doing that, yeah, but yeah. I actually remember bands who had storage lockers in Canada full of gear, Absolutely. so when they went over the border, they wouldn't have to deal with like right. anyone at border crossing. No, we've we've snuck bands from Canada over because it's very strict the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, even recently, as recently as what was it? Like last month. Yeah, like last month. We had a, a friend who had the, a work visa come over with his van full of gear alone, stash it in our house, and then transport the rest of the band over totally asynchronously, um, and then pick it up at our house, leave their van at our house, and then have a rental that they took. The whole thing was a That's, mess. Oh, it is? <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like a great idea. No, it was a great idea. He had it orchestrated to a team, but it was a, it was a mess. Yeah. Um, they, um, but yeah, like it's it's a lot harder for Canadian bands to get over. Which sucks because they have to get over. Like and Ontario is not enough of a market to be right. Canadian. It's where you're gonna oh, tour yeah. unless yeah, you got like nine sure. cities tops. But so it sucks because they need they uh, the work permits are like five or six hundred dollars a person. Ah. <sighs> Jesus. Fun. Struggle is real. Jesus. Hashtag struggle. I didn't mean to get so serious. Ah, jeez, America. So serious. All right. That was serious. Cassie, uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, what would you like? What song from Lamplighter should we play? Uh, well, um, we got a lot of options. Here. Yeah. Um, we're actually coming out with a new music video in the next coming, probably, honestly, the next, like, two weeks. Uh, for a song called Hashtag Anarchy, or just Anarchy, if you ignore the little pound symbol. Sure. Um, Which may actually be before this episode comes out with how it's going to date. So. Perfect. Okay, well, that's you, it might already be available. You might be giving a sneak peek. Uh, oh, we actually shot this at... Um, hashtag Anarchy. Yeah. Or just shot, Anarchy without the hashtag. Or just Anarchy. We, um, <laughs> we shot this at a local house venue called Soup of Descent. Oh, I haven't um, been there yet. I've heard it's really great. Though. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we'll talk... Uh, when we come back, we'll talk house about shows? our... Uh, Christmas fundraiser show. Oh, absolutely. That sounds great. Cool. Uh, so uh, so uh, here is hashtag anarchy or anarchy uh, by On the Cinder here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on all WNY.com. Did you
Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was hashtag Anarchy from On the Cinder from their newest album, Lamplighter. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about house shows. What? So, I know you've got a uh, uh, benefit coming up at Super Descent. Yes. Um, so we definitely want to talk about. Um, we do every year. We've since we've been like probably five, six years now. We've always tried to do something charitable in the holiday season. Sure. Uh, we don't have a house anymore due to some uh, you know house show struggles. Yeah. If we have some time, we'll get into those. Um, There's legalities <clears throat> involved. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah it's, it's definitely Federal super illegal. Um, but uh, good energy, good music. You can't really replace it. We uh, yeah. There were times when I toyed with the idea of actually starting a legitimate venue, and it's just it's not the same. It's not like. It's not. It's just not the same. I tried bringing that setting to uh, Rude Boys Artworks, and it was. It's just hard to get. You know, no, but it can hey, I want to do a house show in a place. Sure, actually, the yeah. funeral parlor. No, funeral that was a place. Funeral, funeral, funeral home. Uh, funeral home. Yeah, was there's, a, there's, been, there's been a lot of. Oh, yeah. I've been around the country. There's been a lot of really cool things that do that function similarly. Yeah, like not uh, non-venues. Is yeah, kind of what yeah, we call them, an infringement festival. Yeah, exactly. Ah, like and there's those. a lot of magic involved in each, at all of them and any of them. I love those. Like it's just it's yeah. interesting. And there's a lot of really cool venues around, but. Um, uh, well, our circumstance didn't really make sense for us to go from being what we were to being a, a legitimate venue with like a liquor license and etc. But anyway, um, to hit on the holiday show, yes, twenty first of December. Okay, it's very close to Christmas, but extend your love. What day of the week is that? Uh, I believe it's a Saturday. That is a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're doing a drive. We're collecting, you know, hats, coats, gloves. Anything, anything that you could think that somebody might need during this season. That's awesome. Warm things. Um, warm things. Yeah. We're also collecting anything canned for food not bombs, um, and we're collecting um, monetary donations for uh, women's shelter. Oh, fantastic! So we're doing. We're trying to collect. Honestly, if you if you can bring something, come. Uh, who's performing? 
Uh, we'll be performing. Um, I know for sure Shambles is playing. Uh, we're waiting to hear on Over and Out, but oh. it's a possibility. Um, and then we've got Surf Tones, possibly. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they're a fun band. Another one I recorded in the studio. Sure. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a great lineup either way, no matter what. Um, you, honestly, you re, no matter what, what's gonna happen, it's not gonna be bad. Um, and if we're following you on social media, we'll see the who, what, where's of this again. Yes, and, then and I actually, uh, we, I put the flyer to, well, no, excuse me, Mike, God bless that boy, he put the flyer together tonight. There should be an event page uh, coming up soon, and we're, like I said, if you have a donation to make and you believe in what we believe in, it's going to be an awesome Excellent. Time. We can share that through the podcast. Absolutely. Then. I will be more than happy Sweet. to. Sweet. So, that's awesome. Talk about some of the woes from Noiseland Arcade. Can mm. you tell some horror stories? I'm looking in Alex's direction. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> Did my eyes get huge? Is that why? I just saw um, the I saw this uh, this like PTSD look in your face. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. This last so guy. what was what was the worst thing you ever had to clean up after in one of those shows? I I had a kid. I'm not going to mention his name because I love him. Otherwise, I would have been like, get the fuck out of my house, dude. Came upstairs one night. And he had thrown up all over my internet modem on a shelf in the hallway, <laughs> on the floor, and then, like, in a cup. And he, like, left the cup next Aww. to the toilet and then, like, all over the bathroom. Just, I'm he just, exploded I'm gonna break everywhere. I'm going to break the rules here. Was that Chris? It was Chris Elton. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I love you. Uh, I took our, care of him after video, the Chris fact. Chris is actually the star of our video, hashtag Anarchy. <laughs> oh, uh, Red Hazard, right? Yeah. 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 yeah he played uh, Buffalo uh, Funks for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. But yeah, he's been known to just vomit and pass out in places that are really inconvenient. There was one night where he kept trying to throw up on our floor in the living room. Yeah, he wouldn't get up off the couch. Like, (laughs) stay with him. (laughs) Yeah. And he kept, like, leaning over to throw up on the floor. And I'd be like, Chris, get up. So I'd have to, like, I'm tiny. I'm like, five foot two, 100 pounds. I had to, like, haul this boy outside, let him throw up. And then drag his ass back inside and put it back on the couch. And I'm like, all right, got to tell me when you're going to throw up. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And he'd, like, lean back over towards the floor and start, like, dry heaving. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Well, I mean, it's a punk house, so was there at least one skateboard around so you could try and wheel him out? No. Out no it was uh, just me, like, awkwardly well, carrying him downstairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I know we got, we're limited in time here, so let's... Oh. Yeah, so t- 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 tell, us, tell, us the, the, tell us the goods and the bads. Right? Um, running a punk house is awesome, super rewarding if you do it right, and super terrible if you do it wrong. Um, the second you have a crowd, you get a bunch of touring bands, some good, some bad, who all want to play there. Um, you can't help everybody. And the, the feeling when you want to help somebody and you can't help everybody is like, I'm, like, we, we, we usually could pay bands, we usually could have a good show, we had a great turnout, and, and more importantly, we had a, a space that people felt good, safe, you know, etc. Yeah. And we're not, we're not playing the whole, like, safe space, like, hashtag game. Yeah. You know, like, we, if something bad happened to you, we would happily deal with it. I'd quickly like run downstairs, like but, Mama Bear, Alex. Yeah, but we're not we're not like a like I'm I'm not a babysitter in some ways. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like I'm if somebody offends you or does something that I don't like, then, or that, that it's just not kosher. Like I'll be I'll be the, the first on it. But. Is that a big thing in punk houses where there's tattletale syndrome? <laughs> tattletale, people are, um, it's more so people getting fucking drunk and just uh, sometimes so spouting off things that they shouldn't or doing things that they shouldn't. <laughs> It's like anywhere. Like, if you were to go to a bar and, like, some dude was like, hey, you're going to walk to your car alone later? <laughs> like, we deal with that. Yeah. Um, right. 
but nobody likes that happening, and nobody nope. wants to deal with it. It's just that we, you know, sometimes you have yeah, to. Yeah, creeps happen. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. This is, I, I think, an important tip for running house shows that more people need, need to follow. Um, I have found tons of instances where the shows get broken up but usually what the people end up calling the police on isn't the music. It's like oh, 12 dudes on the front porch smoking cigarettes. Well, yeah. And pissing off the neighbors is the biggest problem. Well, certainly. But, yeah, like like a lot of places you can do the music and people aren't going to, like, flip out. Uh, once, like, shit starts happening outside. From a sound engineer standpoint, if 80% of your venue is literally under dirt, there you go. the sound's not carrying. You know where the sound carries from? Your goddamn backyard. Yeah. Exactly. So you're probably not getting called. The cops aren't getting called because of your show. The cops are getting called because of your outside presence. So t- t- what are the good uh, house venues locally now? Uh, locally I know we have, I, we have Super Descent. Yeah, Super Descent exists. Uh, the Bronze has existed for a minute, and they are as cool as they have been. Um, shout out to Josiah, Sydney, Jean, um, definitely a bunch of other people who've lived there. Uh, Chris, Chris Halton lives there now. Actually, oh, okay. uh, Gabby. Yep, awesome um, people, yeah. uh, just kind of, like, doing really, really cool shows, doesn't matter what genre you're into. Um, but house shows, house venues, as much as I hate to say it, this, remember we talked about Jaded? Yeah. Um, so this is, I'm going to leak a little bit of it, but... Hey, um, just leak all over us. Uh, <laughs> house, show, house venues pop up and die a lot. Absolutely. Um, more importantly, take care of the people who are trying. Yes. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, there's, like, there's people who are trying, like, um, if you want to talk about Trey doing Super Descent, we'll talk about him doing Food Not Bombs every Tuesday in uh, the West Side. Like, right on Grant. Um, right where it's, like, super needed. You know, there's yeah. house shows come and go all the time, but there's a lot of people trying really, really hard to make the world a little bit better. And definitely take a moment to recognize those people. Well, I think... I think that we have to end on that, I think. Yeah. I like that uplifting note. That was super wholesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so um, how about this? Is there a band you'd like to recommend that we play here as we play you out? Uh, cool. I mean, I honestly, I, I honestly feel really bad about recommending only one because wow. there's so many good ones. Uh, but if we haven't hit one on the podcast, one that came uh, who's been a dedicated band to Flowerhouse Studios, uh, Shambles, is they just put out a new record. Awesome. Um, and honestly... Is it, on, is it on the flash drive? That I yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. I'll I, I don't that. think I saw it. Okay. Um, but uh, really, really just a crew of awesome guys making awesome music. Really just fun, uh, heartfelt at the same time. Sure. Really just... If you could meet them, you would know exactly what I meant. But listen, the, the album is also kick-ass. Awesome. And that so. just came out a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Ish? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, so uh, what track will you be giving me to play from Shambles? Ooh, uh, they did a... Uh, oh, shit. Um, let's go with uh, Empty Beds, it's called. All right, we are going to play Empty Beds by Shambles here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. <laughs>
welcome newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Boy, you'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. And that was Shambles here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was a uh, great example of some of uh, the the really good work that's coming out of Flowerhouse Studios. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a place to record, go check them out. Um, Jason's a really nice guy. I've been to the studio myself. It's, you know, it's a punk house, but it's also, um, I find it really comfortable. And sometimes, I don't know, like, have you ever recorded in, like, one of those, like, nice, like, GCR kind of studios? Yes. Like, I love that, like, it's great having all that stuff and all that equipment around you, but at the same time, I am so goddamn scared of, like, spilling a drink Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So sometimes it's just nice to be, be in a place where they're like, yeah, you can just smoke here. It's cool. Like, you know? So, anyway, upcoming shows. Um, there's some really cool stuff coming out to end the year. Um, oh, where to start, where to start, where to start. Let's start at Festivus. Um, we've talked about this the last couple episodes. We're going to talk about it one last time. It's Nietzsche's. It's Saturday, December 28th. Um, it is $5 to get in. Uh, show starts at 9 o'clock. We're going to have two stages of music. Um, it's going to feature Amory Monroe, Nicotine Jones, The Baby Machines, Christina Stock, Boney Tony, Over and Out, Hooked on Cassiophonics, Tina Panic Noise, and Amory Monroe. We're, we're also going to have Seinfeld Burlesque. We're going to have an airing of the grievances. We always have a Festivus poll, and uh, we're kind of going to see what else we can incorporate. We've got a, an, about another month to put, keep putting some stuff together. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Last year we had like 170 people. It was a blast. Um, for me, this is this is the best concert slash party kind of of the year. So, um, yeah. And proceeds are going to infringement again. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent of the proceeds goes towards the 2020 uh, Buffalo Infringement Festival. And if you're a fan of the merch, I know uh, I am. Last year's merch was really cool with the the big pink buffalo. Um, we are going to be debuting our 2020 merch there as well. So. Um, if that's something you're interested in, get there fast. We only order about 150 total pieces for the year, and that's between hoodies and uh, T-shirts and tank tops. So stuff in individual sizes goes that go, go, goes fast. I kind of wish I would have gotten some more stuff in my size while I still could. So check that out. That's going to be a great time. Then on Nietzsche's. On January 3rd, this is going to be a good one. It's Dreadnecks. It's Over and Out. It's Scarecrow Show. Um... I mean, what else can you say about the three bands? We talked about them. Yeah, ad nauseum. Um, White Coin was supposed to be the fourth band on there as well. Um, I don't think I've actually seen Scarecrow shown over and out on the same bill, so I'm excited for that. That's true. um, Yeah, so that's a given. Go check that out. You don't need me to talk about that anymore. And then on January 11th, it's my birthday. Go, Ryan. It's my birthday. Get busy. Um, so, the birthday show, we're going to have Scarecrow Show playing, we're going to have Type Relevant, we're going to have Nicotine Jones, um, we're going to have Tooth, 
who is a, um, we talked about them, I think, in the last episode. They are a kind of a jammy, rocky band. Um, they're they're new-ish. I actually just saw them for the first time. I thought they were fun enough where right after I saw them, I, I invited them to be on the show, so I think they'll be great. And uh, this, so there will be, all the bass will be there. Nice. All of it. All right, so um, I mentioned Omri Monroe earlier. He's someone we haven't really talked about on this podcast. Um, he actually played the first show I ever booked uh, back in Rude Boys Artworks uh, October of last year. Um, he's got a real mellow vibe to him. He's got a nice, soulful voice. Um, the songwriting's good. It's just it's nice, relaxing kind of music. I think um, we're going to have him near the end of the night at Festivus, and I think just kind of having some jammy kind of reggae kind of stuff to drink with at the end of the night, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, this is a song of his that I really like. It's uh, great for driving around in the summer, and uh, I, I like blaring it in my car then. It's called Feeling, parentheses, fuck it. So um, that's Mom Marie Monroe here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. Don't match. I'm alright. I'll be good. 
Christmas time is here again, folks. We've made it through another year of this podcast. So um, let's talk about what we think the Buffalo music scene needs for Christmas or wants for Christmas. What right. should they be asking Santa Claus for? What do you got for me, Will? Well, I think that the first thing that the scene is going to need is a new PA for Milky. <laughs> but we're working on that. Santa's working, Santa's working hard on that. Oh, that's hilarious. That was literally going to be the first thing I mentioned as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I something else. Oh, boy. Well, uh, we need more, more all-ages faces. I will wish for that. We have the hospital, and that's great. But uh, there aren't a lot more of those things happening right now. And um, I am finding, at least myself, kind of digging deeper into music, that there's a lot of really good stuff happening with people who are under the age of 21. And um, we need to promote that talent, and we need to support it, because, you know, a lot of people, 18 to 21 might be the time that they decide that it's not worth it anymore because no one wants to come and see them. So mm-hmm. let's not have those people exist. And, yeah, Santa, small age space would be great. Scene needs to have uh, more show options for people in other parts of the city. North mm-hmm. Towns, uh, Eastern, there's n- almost nothing if you go over by, like, Williamsville or you get up past North Tonawanda. Um, you know, could somebody open up a club out that way or something kind of fun to do over that way so that bands and artists can go other places except for, you know, the same six or seven places in Buffalo. Even though we love those places. Yeah. Let's get out a little bit. I have actually... Um when I spoke to a uh, Fest Fredonia a couple weeks ago, they're like, well, how about expanding infringement festival stuff out into Hamburg? And I was kind of like, I was kind of tearing on it. It's something people have mentioned before. It's like, ah. And Alison Pipitone stepped right in, and she's like, everything cool I've tried to do in Hamburg, no one cares about. So we got to... We she can't make it cool, no one So we have to find, I, I think, you know, uh, we have to find a way to make it stick out and make our music interesting in a way that's still palatable to people. You know, almost... I, I use pocket vinyl as my example all the time, you know. If they were just touring with Eric and Elizabeth, you know, they're a touring band. They might only make 40 bucks a night, but they do the paintings, and that nets them probably, I don't know, between that and the merch they have, 80%, 90% of what they make. So I think if we're finding that the outer areas aren't aren't interested in what we're doing, we just got to figure out ways to make them interested in what we're doing, I guess. Right. Was a, a long tangent about nothing, sort That's of. Right. That's all right. Um, I would like to ask Santa Claus for more curators <laughs> and for them to be treated better. And we mentioned that in the the interview with Jason, but it's true. Um, 
people should be appreciative of everyone who comes out to see their music. And I, I hope there isn't a single musician in the Buffalo music scene who would disagree with that sentiment. But we all know that there just aren't that many people coming out to that. And when you think about that number, there are even fewer people who are looking to curate and try to help. Jason's one of those people. I'm one of those people. Joe Kent's one of those people. Yace Booking, the infringement folks, are all people trying to curate and help the scene. And we need more of those people, and we need more delegators as well. We need people who understand that being on the stage isn't the most important thing and that there are so many roles to be taken back behind the scenes. It'd be nice to uh, ask Santa for more theme nights or theme things at some of the shows. Ooh. Um, whether it was, hey, you know what, we're going to do, um, you know, the cover band nights, which are always fun, or, you know, it's 70s night, or if you're going to do a 90s night, or if even if every bar came up with their own signature drink, that would be fun. Um, just so that, you know, the, the bands and the people there could be like, oh, you know, try this, try that, whatever. Um, I don't know. It would just be it would just be kind of something to set the tour lounge apart from Milky's and, you know, the show place apart from um, Babeville or whatever the case is, you know, and just certain things that they do. But different, different theme nights to kind of bring some different kind of people out would be good. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I know that uh, that disco night seems to be, seems to bring out everyone. Not that I, I do not we do not encourage or condone any sort of disco night on this podcast at all. It's just nice to see people going to stuff. Just yes. want to be extremely clear about that. And they're going to Niagara Falls. So, so that's what nice. we're asking for. Let's well, see if Santa, we can get any of that stuff together. Yeah, Santa, that'd be great. We've been good this year. It's time to stop. No more! And that is all we have for episode number 45. Uh, for episode number 46, we're, we'll, we will be doing our best of 2019 episode, which will be edited by Mr. Will Webb. Right. As always, thank you. I, uh, it's one of my favorite things to listen to for, uh, from the years doing that. And it is an episode where I don't have to do anything. It's right. Even better. Check out allwny.com and its family of podcasts. Also available on the All WNY app, including The Skeleton Closet with Carl Winslow, Corey Commons, The Think So Joe Show, hosted by Carino DeFabio and Beardy McMistletoe, and The Big Picture with Michael Sargent, where you can learn how to photograph a giant orange carrot tweeting from his toilet seat. That's all for us. Being a musician is chaos. Please be kind. Thanks, keep struggling, and have a great Christmas and New Year.